What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm J-Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 6, Episode 8. And it's called Chapter 103, The Town. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we're going to go through our recap roundups and a lot of your recap roundups because we got a lot of entries this week. Uh, So be sure to stick around for the end of the podcast for that. And as always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into the episode. Let's get into it. So thank you, Macy, once again for filling in, co-hosting. It was such a good episode. I was watching it and I was like, wait, I want to input my... (laughs) After the (laughs) fact I was watching it, I was like texting JLAG. I'm just going to like summarize my thoughts on last week's episode because I did think it was a really good episode yeah i really enjoyed it thought cami mendez's acting was great yeah love to see hermione back i love that part of the episode um i felt like they summarized the Hiram thing pretty well yeah like i felt okay with it at the end i was like okay like i get it right we had to wait an episode sort of to get there to get that little montage of, of daddy and, you know, but it yeah, was yeah, cute. Yeah. Like at the end of it, I was like, okay, like I feel okay about this. Right. I still don't know how I feel about him being like dead, 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 especially because like, I think Macy or you were saying the body again. Was Why like, do they have to say to that was identif- burned? Yeah. Like yeah. You could identify him like, da, 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 da. like that always like sketches me out. Yeah. But Apparently, RAS was saying that, no, he's dead, dead, dead. He may come back in some sort of flashback or, like, maybe dream. He didn't say what, but he's, like, he's dead. Right, right. So, So, like, we'll take it. I think, (laughs) like, you know, I think Macy even said it, too. She was, like, I think maybe I'm just in a little bit of a denial. And, like, we were going through the same thing. But I think that last episode really kind of confirmed for me that, like, 95 percent i'll hold yeah. on to the five percent <laughs> chance that he's still possibly alive but 95 percent, based on how they like kind of close the story like you said with like the tape and like the the flashback and all that i think i think we're, we've it like on Hiram yeah having said that it looks like we're still not done with Hiram because he's still a really big part of this this episode like the influence <clears throat> that he might have on yeah like, but i wanted to ask you <laughs> Like, do you think um, the grandma and yeah. what's his name? Eraldo? Eraldo. Yeah. Do you feel like they're working with Hiram? Like, do you think they could all be on the same team? I definitely think that there is a possibility that either Abuelita is working with Hiram, Geraldo, maybe Hermosa still knows something and is just doing this all as just vengeance for trying to kill him. Like, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. What's at play? Um, but I think that's I think we're I'm happy to ho- keep that open and not have that answer because I think <laughs> that they have a lot enough going mm, on. Like, that's a I good think, way to see it. I think that you know Veronica's got a lot, enough going on right now to figure out you know let's keep let's keep them there for now and then for let's sure and like yeah like with him like at all like he was in this episode he played a pretty big part in it yeah so for them to come with like Abuelita like last week too I was like okay like how much business does this woman do still like really she's still involved <laughs> yeah. in the family business like you know i'm thinking she's just like her grandma like right. no clearly she's like running shit still so um exactly. i still f- i feel like they did that on purpose and then like with him like helping her out this episode i'm like okay clearly like there's something going on yeah. maybe it's gonna be a, ro- a romantic connection oh but wait are they cousins apparently 
No, I think no, that's right? her godson. So like, yeah, like just like related to like I wouldn't mind like a like a next fling for Veronica there. Yeah, He's I'm kind of into cute. it. I like their <clears throat> I like their kind of like uh, yeah chemist. They have some interesting chemistry. Yeah, yeah. No, the I fact like that him. she calls on him for this episode, I'm just like, okay, like you don't want Reggie to do it, you want him to do it. That. Well, it's almost like it's interesting that you said that because almost like he gets that world, whereas Reggie gets like the business world. Yeah, but like he's he gets not the underworld. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, not as deep as, as Geraldo is. We so. don't know. Something we'll could happen. But those are my thoughts on last week's episode. I thought it was a great episode overall. Like, yeah, like we came good. back strong. So I just wanted to like say that. Um, sure. Yeah, let's get into this week's episode. We're Again, glad I you're liked back. It. Let's get into the episode. Yeah. Welcome back, and Bay. All right, let's do this. So yeah. starts right off with Tabitha. As we know from the end of last episode, Jughead has mind reading powers now and so the episode starts off with Tabitha talking to Jughead through his mind um but he says something that's interesting he says I you know I told everybody that like it's a part of me my hearing kind of coming back like the doctor said that I could be getting my hearing back and he says uh you know is it wrong of me to lie lie to everyone and lie to Mm, Tabitha and I was like yeah it is but at the same time I'm like why are you even lying like why like you've already told her you can so that's what I don't get that's the part that I didn't understand yeah yeah. and I'll also because he was like oh I just basically what he does is like he lets them like think what they're gonna think they they're they're like about to say it like they say it yeah and then he like answers them so it doesn't look like he has a hearing problem but what if they're just thoughts like what if they don't actually say it out loud Exactly, which has which happened is what, in which this is episode. what happened later. I right. was like, okay, how are you gonna like how are you gonna like like say that one? But I guess he's reacting. I don't know. Yeah, that, do you know what I mean? Like that was weird to out. me. And by the end of the episode, I'm pretty sure he's got to tell <laughs> everybody. Well, he looks to Archie because I watched the second time, and he was like, and Archie was like, he said something in his head, but he didn't say it out loud. Yeah, and Jeffy yeah. was like, yeah, like he's sketch, and I was at like, the very he, end, he didn't yeah. say it out loud though. Yeah, and so at that point, I think that like he's gonna have to. Tell yeah, he has to tell him. What's, but it, what, what's up? What's happening? I mean, he does, right? I think that's what happened. He does. And to your point, it's, like, why are you lying about that? Just say the real yeah. thing. Like, who cares? He's just being melodramatic in this beginning. <laughs> Yeah. He was like, should I lie? I'm so, I'm so bad that I'm lying. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's what he says. And it turns out that someone submitted the whole episode basically centers around this article that was written about Riverdale and it was published by his free press newspaper um, about its dark secrets and what's going on with it, like what's wrong with it, all that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of a quick montage uh, of everyone reading the paper, calling out the casino, it shows Veronica, calling out the street gangs, it shows Tony, calling out the crappy sheriff, it shows like Tom Keller, and calling out the homelessness in the the town as well. And um, Archie sees Jughead and he's just pissed about the article. He's just like, what the F? Um, I don't think they have the conversation just then and there, but like he's just upset about it. Cuts to Britta and he she talks to Nana. So now, as we remember from last episode, Nana is living in some hay. She's looking real rough, like in that hay. <laughs> and essentially, she says to her um, that they need to get Cheryl back. You know, Britta's Britta really wants to know. She saw her in the mirror. And so Nana kind of gives her an idea. And she says that Britta needs to find Cheryl in her dreamscape. 
and uh it becomes this kind of like i don't know like uh, how did you feel about down it? how did you situation. feel about that all i mean it's it magic has been introduced so at this point in time i'm just like sure let's go into people's dreamscapes like if that's how we're tethering people and all the other stuff like let's go with it um i was fine with how it all kind of played out and it was a really cool way to kind of visualize where cheryl's soul has been hiding or whatever yeah yeah. um but what did you think about it no i agree i think they did a great job of like explaining where is cheryl because i was a little confused on that i didn't mind this whole sort of like pivot into like her dream i love that britta was the one that like had to go and find her like i didn't mind it um it was okay and uh, to your point like we've already gone there now we crossed the line well let's just freaking run down the football field like we're already here now (laughs) this is the their version of transference essentially yeah yeah at least it's a little bit simpler to understand yeah um the problem that i keep having with this whole situation is like nana keeps becoming this person that everybody keeps trusting and i'm like does no one trust her or like where's her head at she was she just brought back this ghost you threw into her room. So you think that she's going to be on your side? Like, I don't know. Like you keep asking her for the questions. She keeps being like shady, but then you keep asking her more questions. So it's like, how are you trusting her? Exactly. I go to the library, do some research. (laughs) Like don't just ask Nana. (laughs) She must be like super desperate. But at the same time, like at this point, I would not trust. No, no. She's the reason why they're, they're there in the first place. This is literally her fault. Yeah. <laughs> so she does say she get, she gives like a little caveat that like Britta needs to lie beside Abigail to get into the dreamscape, but she must awaken before Abigail does because Abigail's going to be pissed if yeah. that if she finds out. So cuts to Abigail doing her makeup and it shows kind of like it kind of zooms into her face and whatever. And then it shows Cheryl, Jason and Penelope eating dinner around a table as kids like i'm kids as in like they were like 15 same actors yeah still alive or whatever and obviously it's some sort of dreamscape but like this picture perfect visual of the twins and their mom and penelope's just being a total biatch obviously um and cheryl's just like sitting there all timid like not the cheryl that we know and love this is like young timid loser cheryl first of all Um, shout out to natalie bolt is that her name because her acting was effing nuts like this woman deserves an emmy nomination at least because like she went she goes to places that no other character goes on the show yeah and only she could do it and she pulls it off like she is insane yeah like i'm so glad that you said that because anyway we'll talk about a little bit more because there's a direct reference to another film and um Anyway, we'll talk about that. But yeah, she was fantastic. She was so fantastic. Um, So anyway, it cuts to the town council. And Veronica, like, you know, she stands right up and she's like, I need to defend my casino. She talks about it right away. Um, You know, this is all false. You know, we're working on it. And Alice right away shuts her down. She's like, no, this casino's trash. It's filled with gangsters. Like, just shut up, Veronica. So Veronica sits like, down. Veronica cannot read the room because, like, literally, they have a poverty problem in this yeah. town. She's like, "I'm gonna make the new Atlantic City." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, "You are not." And this is what I said, like, <laughs> epi- like seasons ago, when yeah. like, she even introduced the concept of the casino. She was like, her first idea is to pull more money for her own profit in a town that, like, they had to come Has back no, to like, because go it's to literally falling apart. Like, like, go to New York. 
go somewhere else. Yeah, do it somewhere that's not Riverdale because they literally do not need a casino to. It would have made more sense. It would have made more sense if like the land was already bought. Like she like Hiram already owned it or something, and that's why it made sense for her to like stay here. Because truly, like it doesn't make sense for her character right now to be like in Riverdale. Just go to New York and like start a business empire. Or at least bring up like employment. Just be like, we're gonna yeah. hire all the homeless people or something. Like yeah. I don't know. like just do something. Did to she make not it sound say like, that? No, she doesn't do anything oh, for okay, the town. That's, weird. that's, that's weird. the thing that really annoyed me and still annoys me about her her storyline. Anyway, yeah. So she gets shut down, and then Archie just right away stands up and he he's like, "Who wrote this article? Just tell me who you are. You be a man about it." And Percival stands up right away and he's like, "I'm the one that did it." And uh, Tony actually um, has a moment with him where she says, oh, Percival Pickens, your ancestors are the ones that basically massacred my ancestors. Cool, and cool, Perci- cool. So I was like, okay, cool. There's like some, there's there's some shit going on there for sure. There's obviously beef. And Percival <laughs> tries to kind of like backpedal on it, say like, no, I'm a new person. I'm just coming <sighs> into this town. Like, I'm so innocent. And um, Percival says that he has a lot of options to help. One of the things that he wants to do right away is get rid of the homeless people. And by get rid of the homeless people, he literally means to push them out by getting them all on a bus yeah. and driving them out of the town, like right. literally out of the town. Right. So, Which is apparently uh, what happened in New York City like a year, like so many years ago. That right. was like the rumor that like one day the homeless people just like were missing. Vanished. Yeah. So I was kind of down for the storyline. I was like, okay, like where are they, how are they going to sort of, you know, bring this all together? Like I yeah, was, I was sure. intrigued for sure. So Archie obviously fights back, even though I think in this episode or in this part too, like you start to hear um, the, the like scape of all this list, like all the town's thoughts as well, because yeah. now we're getting the perspective of Jughead hearing people's thoughts here and there. And like, what are they saying? Da, 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 da. Um, but anyway, Archie at this moment fights back, but Percival like boldfacedly says, okay, well just give us our, your solution. Like I gave you my solution. Yeah. Like what's yours? So he doesn't have one at this moment. Um, so it cuts to the next scene and it's Abigail talking to Britta and she wants to look into the history of Riverdale and Britta is now trying to devise the plan to put her to sleep. And so she, she's like, I have a cup of tea, um, which she's obviously drugged. Um, why don't you go up there? I'll bring you a book and then like we can you can you can do your research. And she's like, cool, thanks. Bye. She doesn't think anything of it. Whatever. Cuts to Jughead going to visit Archie at the Andrews house. And obviously, first time we get to see Archie and Jughead for a while, like together, yes, I loved properly it. talking, yeah. um, and kind of having a conversation as friends, uh, which I enjoyed. And they come up with this idea of micro homes for the homeless which i love this idea yeah i thought it was a like i'm sure it's been done like in terms of like different actual communities but i thought it was a cool idea that riverdale brought this forward um and so yeah they're like that sounds like a great idea let's do this let's let's run with it cuts back to britta going to sleep beside abigail uh, to get into her dream she literally lied like when she said yeah. nearby i thought she was gonna like <laughs> sleep in her room because like it's a house and like they probably have adjoining rooms but no she was no, literally she sleeping. wanted to cuddle she wanted to cuddle. cuddle she might as well have just like got up in there and spooned her yeah um the one thing that i died at was when she was holding the cup and she drank it and sheila was like laying on the couch she was like holding it like this and then of course they had to have the dramatic shot of her like 
dropping, dropping. it. And <laughs> I'm like, girl, you just got to put the cup down. Like, we didn't need the drama of you, like, dropping it out of your hand as you yeah. were holding it as you fell asleep. She's like, gone. Yeah, she's like, I am gone now. No. Like, she drops it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she's in Cheryl's dream. But she sees the scene where essentially she's in trouble with Penelope. They're throwing a birthday party and Cheryl's in the corner crying. And Britta's talking to Penelope being like, what's going on here? Like, why is Cheryl in the corner? Isn't it her birthday too? And Penelope's being a complete biatch. Like, she's like, complete evil. She's like, it's not her birthday. It actually even says like, happy birthday, Jason. Like, it doesn't even say <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> I was like, holy. And I wonder like, if, if this is actually like a part of her childhood or if it's just like different scenes that are kind of exacerbated because it's in her brain. I think so. I I think it's, and I think they kind of explain that at the end, it's sort of like this exaggerated fear. I feel like it's her lifelong fear, her anxiety. It's like that thing. All coming together. All coming together. Yeah. Like this is what it is. Right. So at that point in time, she wakes up and she leaves and then it cuts to Veronica and Reggie. Um, talking about changing the casino to go legit. So Veronica's like, you know what? Everybody's talking about the town and how I have the lodge name and all this. And I feel very upset about it. I want to see if we can go legit with this casino, which cool again was one of the things that I was annoyed by that she went straight into scamming because you're just like your dad. If that's the case, you know, like she, has this whole uh, like storyline of I don't want to be my dad. I don't want to be a crook. Yeah. I don't want to be a mafia person. I don't want to be doing all these things. But when she opens up the casino, her first thought is to like, yeah. how is she going to scam people? How is she going to do underworld stuff and do skims? And like right out the gate, she was already doing shady shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, how are you different? At least your yeah. jewelry shop was legit. Like this was... This is like you just going into the underworld. So for her at this point in time to say, I want to go legit. I'm like, you should have been doing this from the beginning. 100% I was very confused at that because I was like, girl, you already been doing shady stuff. So like, yeah, like, why are you changing the game now? And also, like, whatever happened to her, she wolf of Wall Street. Like, I thought she's still like a stockbroker and like a jewelry store. So like, can't you be making money from like those avenues or like she just retired from that? She just again. retired. She doesn't want to be the shoe okay. of Wall Street anymore. She just wants to like do her thing. So I'm like, okay, no, I agree cool, with you. But- I, her whole character, like moral compass is like, <laughs> yeah, which fine. There, there should be a pull and pull, like a push and pull. But like it's it doesn't make any sense in the way that it's happening. Like, yeah, I'm like, what are you guys doing with her? Like, it's almost like they knew that they were going to kill off Hiram. So like, this was going to be her resolve. Like my dad's dead. I want to go legit now because the town hates me. Um, But it's like, you could have, you could have been that person from the beginning. So everybody's like, Oh my God, you aren't Hiram's daughter. You are different. Your place is legit. Like you literally divorced your husband. You like, talk shit yeah. about him because he was the shady one because he was like whatever exactly and like you just switch to that back to that like so easily like it's just I yeah don't know. i don't know i didn't understand that part i don't know so um she says i want to h- help fix the town my dad broke got it and then she says she wants to hang <laughs> the portrait of hiram instead of the one of her to remind herself of who right. not to become but so then I'm you're like, cool okay 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 got it so now she wants to like look at his face. She wants to be good now. Now. Um, and put his photo there to like remember to be good. 
to remember to be good, not like not to be Mark Consuelos. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mark Consuelos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> it cuts to Alice and Percival talking in the Cooper residence. And um, you can already tell that Percival has, I mean, Alice is easy to easily to be swayed because she's, she's like always... dickmatized. Like as yeah. like a new dick in town, she's like, like she I can't <laughs> see straight. See, I don't even know if it's dickmatized necessarily as much as it's more just like. She hope. always, it's she's hope. always been against, like, she's always, like, got this, like, high moral compass. Considering, like, what happened to Polly, what happened to, like, her whole family, she's always been, like, this straight and narrow, this is wrong, this is right. Like, last season when the casino opened, she was already unsure even at Well, that that's point the thing, right? Life, and so. and she does make a good point. She was Veronica, like, you're shady. You come yeah. from shadiness. Like, why would I let you open a casino? She's right. Like, yeah, Veronica has not totally proven herself. Valid. So why yeah. would she let you open up a casino in a town that's, like, literally suffering from poverty and, like, homelessness? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It doesn't align with the town. So I totally yeah. get it. And, and it makes sense because, like, when he, well, does he hear the people's thoughts, like, in that moment or before that? when oh i think it's remember, a little bit later okay okay because yeah. he gets his answer right like he yeah. hears everyone's thoughts right <clears throat> so at this point in time alice alice is talking to percival and she, he she says like you know i'm kind of on the fence like i don't like your idea is an idea i'm not 100 percent swayed i want to see what archie has to offer as well and then he uses Alice, or sorry, he uses Polly to kind of sway Alice's thought. So at this point in time, we're not to assume that he has any like persuasion power. He just has like the power to like have all the knowledge about everybody. Right, right. And he's right. now using Polly to say like, look what happened to your daughter. Like this place is shady. Um, so yeah. obviously that's going to be the big thing like for Alice. She's going to start to like move in that direction. Um, so then it cuts back to another council meeting and now Veronica with her brand new thought of just going completely legit comes up with this beautiful poster of her casino and how, um, it's got all the, she's, she, you know, she's presenting this whole idea of how it's going to be legit, how they're going to have arcades for the kids, daycares. And like, she wants to like make it a moment for Riverdale. They're going to try to find ways to bring more money in, blah, 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 blah. But Frank right away uh, shuts her down. And I'm really glad they gave this to Frank because it is true and it is a reality that he said, you know, we have a lot of vets. We have a lot of people who are going through a lot of shitty struggles and casinos can be extremely triggering for them. um, And it's not a good idea. Like I cannot support somewhere that won't be able to protect those people. And that's when kind of Alice nods and, you know, like they're like essentially the whole council is like split in half mm-hmm. currently in terms of like the casino and what to do with it. I just have to say real quick, this episode was so freaking good in the sense of like, this is where Riverdale was always about, like yeah. making the town better. That is the common element of the show is Riverdale is the town, the success of this town. And like to see all of these characters coming together and like having multiple council meetings and like talking about these issues, like real world, real life is issues. Yeah. yeah. Like I loved it. I, I, I loved it. It's like, we're not in this fairy tale superhero world. We're like legit. Let's make our town better. How do we do that? For sure. For sure. And they're kind of getting into the nitty gritty. And like, this is the most nitty gritty they've ever gotten. Yeah. 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 Because usually it's like glossed over. Like we fix the town. We built yeah. this up. Like, and, we like, fix the land. Yeah, exactly. But 
anyway, so Archie talks about his idea about the micro homes that he wants to set up. And uh, this is when Alice kind of shuts him down because she asks, like, how much is this all going to cost? And Archie says, you know, the labor is going to be free, but the materials probably going to be like about fifteen, twenty thousand dollars per house. And she's like, that's too expensive. They're going to have to raise taxes. And this is the moment that you get that swell of voices yeah. from the, the crowd through a Jughead's perspective where everyone's like, more taxes. I don't want them to pay more taxes. Get those homeless people out of here. Like they, you start to hear that like everyone's perspective is starting to change yep. because they don't want more taxes. Like, yeah, same, same girl. Which, um, yeah. So it gets to Archie and Percival talking after the fact and Archie kind of sits him down in his office. He's like, I'm glad you wanted to come talk to me after because so yeah, Archie talks to him and says, thank you so much for, you know, coming and talking to me after the fact. And Archie really wants to find a way to align with Percival. He's like, we both want to make this town better, but your idea is kind of too extreme. Um, but like, you know, these are still people. But Percival really like doubles down on his idea. And he's like, you don't like, the, you don't want to be with these people. They are um, scum they're trashy people, you know, homelessness breeds more homelessness. Like he has this like very conservative, ultra conservative mindset where he's just like, do, like these people are bad. Like you mm-hmm. do not want to be around them. And it's interesting now that we're like talking about it because I wonder if he was trying to use the power of persuasion on Archie in this moment and wasn't able Probably. to. Oh yeah. Because like he has superpowers as well. So like maybe mm-hmm. when he was saying like, oh, they're scum, they're scum. Uh, you know, like maybe a normal person, Archie, like a normal person would have been like, true, you're absolutely right. And then they would have been swayed. Mm-hmm. But because Archie has his power, he wasn't able to get swayed by him. But anyway, Archie still kind of walks away and is like, we're not gonna agree on this, obviously. So like get out of my face. Cuts to Pop's diner and Archie kind of trying to take some time to talk to Tabitha and Tony um, as friends and, so, and business owners and says, uh, you know, we're trying to come up with funds to build this like, you know, this proof of concept house. Um, would you be able to underwrite the houses and you can sponsor two houses and then we can paint them in the colors of Pop's and then a, another one in the colors of the white worm. And both Tabitha and Tony are like, I'm down. I'll send you a payment through time. Like they're like, cool. why did they say that was such a weird, like, is that, a real, is that a real app? 100%. Yeah. Chime is an app. Oh my app, God. Sure. Yeah. It's like a Venmo. Uh, yeah. It's basically Venmo. Um, so then they go to visit sketch alley to start building and they see doc again, um, who we met like few seasons back or last season when Jughead was homeless for five seconds. And, um, the homeless people are ready to help. They're like, where can we help? What can we do? And it's all feel good. Everyone's good to go. Cuts to Reggie and Veronica talking. And Reggie kind of crunches the numbers and he tells Veronica, listen, I'm so sorry. But just based on, you know, our information and what I know, I've tried to crunch the numbers. We're never going to make a profit <laughs> if we go legit. Yeah. Like we should try to set up some sort of scam. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like she built it based on and scamming. Like, so the yeah. fact that she... Like didn't look at this as a business and that's viable without scamming. I'm like, Bro, you're not a good you business woman. How are you the she wolf of Wall Get Street? Out of here. How are you the she wolf when like Reggie had to like 
be like crunch um, these do numbers. you know how all these things cost like permits licenses like do yeah. you know she's like no well how do you <laughs> not know you're the she-wolf you're a business yeah. savvy bitch like where are you right yeah. now it's so true it's like so, it's so out of care like yeah all the thing, a lot of the things that she ends up doing is so out of character for a person like that knows or you would assume knows so much more about the business world and, like, and i'm just kind of frustrated agreed and all they had to do was like have them both doing the numbers or something and then like she's yeah. like oh this isn't working we can't do this meanwhile like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. him reporting back to her like he's doing everything so like and she's like huh interesting yeah yeah like i didn't so, know that <laughs> what a surprise so in this moment, uh, I guess one of her workers comes in and is like, you need to come to the private room right now. Um, and so they go visit the little private room and there's a guy hanging on it. He's dead. He himself, yeah. And uh, Veronica's like, oh shit, this guy's hanging. Um, I'm going to call uh, Abuelita's Iceman, Geraldo, to fix this. Yeah, because like, they can't call the cops. No. Because they don't want to go, they, yeah, because she's like, if we go legit and anybody finds out about this, we're yeah. never going to, we're never going to like open and we're never going to have a good reputation. Yeah. So then it cuts to Britta and she tries to come and wake up Cheryl this time in her dream. Um, she's in her room, she's sleeping, but Penelope comes in and it's in the middle of the night and she tells them to start cleaning. So for anyone who's like a movie fan um, this is a like almost a direct reference to the film Mommy Dearest, which is kind of like a gay iconic film, which is why I know about it. But it's played by the fate. Uh, it's mm. Joan Crawford's like real life story, who is a big actress back in the whatever, 20s or whatever, 50s. I don't know. And it was played by Faye Dunaway. She does a phenomenal job. But watching Penelope, a.k.a. Nat Bolt, do her rendition of Faye Dunaway's Joan Crawford. I was like on the floor. I was like, this is amazing. It was so done, well done. Cause she, she's like, I'll get the, the wire hanger yeah. to you, which is a big line in the movie. I figured that was from something. Cause it was such a like specific line. I was like, yeah, Where is this from like even her makeup, the way she drew mm. her eyebrows, like everything is almost exactly like it. Highly recommend if no one's watched it yet. It's such a good film. Um, and yeah, it's based on a true story. It's like the perspective of, the daughter, which would be Cheryl in the storyline. Mm. So it's like really fucked up. But anyway, um, as she so as she's yelling at them to clean, Britta's hiding under the bed and she can't really fix the situation. So she wakes up and she's like, great. Now I got to deal with freaking mommy dearest over here, Penelope, because she keeps like getting in my situation. Anyway, cuts back to Sketch Alley. Everybody's working away. Everyone's happy, you know, like sawing shit off. And um Doc kind of come like starts walking toward Kevin and Kevin's like, Hey buddy, like what's popping. And like, he's holding a hammer in his hand. Doc obviously looks very possessed and mm -hmm. he whacks Kevin in the head with a hammer and even goes in for another hit. It cuts to black. So we don't see like the second hit, but yeah, like Doc hits him in this moment. Um, so then it cuts to pop's diner and this is kind of the aftermath of what happened because Archie, Tabitha, and Tony are watching the news, and Alice is essentially reporting this whole situation that happened on Sketch Alley. These people are violent. Like, mm -hmm. look what they did. We tried to help them, and, like, they're trying to attack us. Like, this is so wrong. Um, and now Archie's still kind of, you know, he's obviously still hopeful that this is all going to work out, but mm -hmm. he turns back to Tabitha and Tony mm -hmm. and says, 
hey, like, are you still in? Like, do you still want to do this with me? It'd be really helpful. Tabitha is still in. She's like, I got this. Like, you got me. We can do this. Tony's a little bit more reluctant. She's like, honestly, like, this isn't looking good, but like, I'll send you some money so we can just keep this moving and see what happens next. So we get that scene. Then it cuts to Reggie and Veronica talking about the guy that was hanging. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, like, what was the situation? Like, how did he even get to that point? They start looking at the old security footage. And, you know, Veronica says, you know, this is a pretty common thing that happens when you're like, you lose a shitload of money at the game, like, you know, at the casino mm-hmm. and you're in so much debt. Like people actually do this. Like they yeah. go and kill themselves because they're in so much debt. So she thought that that was a situation, but then Reggie's like, no, like look at like his money. He was like up $20,000. Yeah. Like he was making a shitload of money before he died. But then the last scene that we see um, of the security footage is, Percival kind of leaning over and whispering in his ear something and then in that moment they can't investigate further in that particular moment but then Geraldo comes in he's like hey let's go like let's do this why do you think Percival did that like what's the benefit for them to have a dead body in their casino I mean the the benefit is he will she'll either have to report it like get and caught then, or something and get caught and then but why doesn't to... he want the casino to be built? Like that to me didn't really affect Percival, right? Like no, he, he's. I mean, he does say he says it in the article. He's like, this casino is corrupt, oh, okay. filled with a bunch oh, of gang okay. members, and like you know, it's not really well done. That's why got it. Veronica leans in so hard and making sure that it's not the case. But anyway, Rosa comes in in that moment. Cuts to Britta talking to Nana because she's like, Nana, this is not working. Um, Penelope is kind of. You know, she's in my way, but I need to find a way to communicate with Cheryl what's happening so she can snap out of it. Um, and Nana says, like, you just have to figure out a better way to talk to her. Like, cool, I don't know Nana. Thanks for that tip. Thanks, girl. Tip. You're the best. Like, I could have figured that out one for you. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, Custa Percival visiting Kevin and Tom. And um, then you can tell that he's trying to sway them as well in the hospital because, like, this had just happened to Kevin. Um, and Percival kind of comes in. He's like, let me tell you about this town. So, you know, that like, they're likely going to be swayed in mm-hmm. his direction as well. Cuts to pop's diner and the mini house goes up. It was super cute. Um, I love the little so ad funny. plug. Thank goodness. Benjamin Moore donated like, all the paint. I was first like, of all, okay, Benjamin. Moore. I thought it was funny that they didn't change the name. Like they didn't say like something, something more. Yeah. But at the end, they literally have a credit in the, in the title. Like at the end, like it says, thank Benjamin you to Benjamin Moore. Moore. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. Oh my God. Like that's the thing. I'm like, we always make fun of the fact that they always have like these adjacent like brands yeah. and stuff. But like when they're advertising, we saw Doritos, Doritos like all the yeah. chips, like we know that He's they like, advertise in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, whatever keeps us going gets us to season seven. Like, let's get right? that ad money, right? <laughs> so then it cuts to Veronica and Geraldo talking about the body disposal. And he's like, don't worry, I got this. I'm going to, like, send it and, like, put it into some random bathroom in the middle of nowhere. Um, <clears throat> and she asks him to also look into Percival Pickens. Like, can you please just look into him? Let me know, like, what his situation is. Geraldo's like, cool, got it. Cuts to Archie. Um, getting a call from Tabitha and unfortunately someone has vandalized the little mini home like five seconds later it's like yeah we don't want you here get out of here trash. I hate you trash 
So he's like pissed off. He's actually so pissed that he punches his own truck. Like he's like, rage. Like, yeah, I was like, okay. I'm like, chill, like punch the floor or something. (laughs) Like, Jesus, like, you know, break your truck for this. Um, So then it cuts to Jughead visiting Doc in jail, the homeless guy. Mm -hmm. And Doc, poor guy, he's like, Jughead, you have to believe me. I don't remember what happened. Like, next thing I know, I'm holding this thing over my, like, in my hand. Um, He doesn't remember anything. And Jughead tries to, like, get into his head about it. And he's like, think about, like, who it could have been. Who could have done this, Mm -hmm. like, to you. And in his mind, Doc says... It was someone with an like accent, maybe mm-hmm. like a British accent, who told him to do it. And Jughead's like, "Got it, thanks, bye." So he leaves. Now we're getting some more information. Yeah. The story's moving along. I was really excited about this part. Cuts to Jughead interviewing Percival. So he's using it as a guise to like interview him again to get a little bit more information and suss him out. And this part was really creepy because, like, I kind of knew it was going to go this way. But, like, just watching it play out, I was like, oh. Yeah, it was cool. So he's interviewing him, asking him all these questions. But as he's talking, his thoughts are exactly what he's saying, which is Mm -hmm. normally the case. But then as soon as he kind of gets to a certain point, he's like, get out of my effing head. Well, he doesn't say effing. But, like, he's like, get out of my head, you creep, weirdo, loser. And then Jughead kind of, like takes a step back and he's like oh my god and then Percival kind of sits there and he's like what like cat got your tongue or something like that like he he so acts hold as on. If, did like, Percival he say anything. that on purpose knowing that Jughead can read his mind yeah so I think that he he connected that he was like kind of oh. sifting through his brain um and maybe because he's a super villain he can tell yeah. like when yeah. someone's in there so he tells him to get out of his head. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Shit. So it was, yeah, shit yeah. is about to go down. Um, so then it cuts to Britta once again trying to visit Cheryl. And Cheryl's sitting in on a chair and her hair is all chopped off and she's crying. But Britta is able to get her a note and says, that hey, was so cool. this is a situation. Like, this is not a, this is not real. Your mom's not real. And Cheryl's like, what are you talking about, Britta? Because it's interesting. Cheryl, as even as this childhood version of herself, still knows who Britta is. Like, she still can recognize Britta. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. She's not like, who are you, you mystery woman? She's like, oh, Britta, like, what are you doing here? Um, So she's trying to talk to her. Penelope comes in right away. And then just as she hands her the note, she gets literally kicked out of. But the note, like, drops. But the note drops and Cheryl like picks it, it up cool. and she reads it. It was a nice dramatic moment. Yeah. I live for this moment, the moment where Penelope comes back and Cheryl's like, and she's like, Where are you, stupid girl? And she's like back to full wig. She's got her new Cheryl outfit on. And Penelope's about to literally whack her with a, yeah. a wire hanger. Again, another reference. And Cheryl's just like, You're not real. Get out of my face, bitch. Like, this is not, this is not the moment. Penelope's like, oh, she's like deactivating now. Like, she's like starting to glitch out in her brain. So now we're assuming that Cheryl is now free of her own, like, cage that she created for her soul. And hopefully she'll find her way to the real world at some point soon. So it cuts to Pop's diner and everyone is coming together And Archie's kind of surprised. He's like, oh, my God, what are you guys doing? And everyone's coming back to, like, repaint. And they're like, 
We're going to keep repainting They're these. Like, we have so much Benjamin Moore paint. We need like, to keep going. Thank you, Benjamin Moore, for <laughs> this paint. We're doing it again. And then we'll do it next week because they're going to still sponsor us. Um, so they are repainting. But as they're painting, like in that last little moment, Jughead tries to pull Archie aside. And he's like, yo, I need to talk to you about Percival. But as soon as, you know, he's about to say something more, that's when Percival sh- shows he's up. Like, because he's like, yo, that guy didn't like hit kevin and archie's like that doesn't make sense like who else could have done it and like, then right when yeah. he's about to say percival percival's like hello Percival shows up yeah hello everyone and so percival does say in this point he's like no need to keep painting all the homeless people are gone now and everyone's like what are you even talking about he's like yeah like you know we just i, I gave them all 100 bucks each and i shipped them off on a bus and it's you know we're good to go and no one believes them. They're all like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even sound real at all. Like, so fake. What a weirdo. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're all gone. So homelessness in Riverdale is now solved. And this part was, it's. Oh, I always try to, like, catch these, like, production moments. But they're painting in the day. Like, it's a daytime shot. Mm-hmm. But they don't check the alley until like it's literally nighttime. Oh, like it is like I didn't notice more that. Dr- obviously more dramatic and whatever. But like it, oh, it's yeah. this pan shot of them all down the alley and like it's completely empty. Yeah. But it's like nighttime. And like they didn't go until nighttime. Like they just like discussed yeah. it amongst themselves and showed up at night. Anyway, whatever. Cuts to Cheryl now visiting Britta in her dreams. Um, but she doesn't know how to get Abigail out of her body. She's just like, mm-hmm. thank you so much. You will be rewarded. Like, you know, you're such a great friend, whatever. Um, but I have no idea how to get Abigail out of my body. So we got to figure this out. Um, then it cuts to the council meeting and Percival gets a round of applause for getting all the homeless people out. And he actually announces that Tom helped him so everybody's kind of like side-eyeing tom being like wow you really done did that like under everybody's nose like that's so tight um and it turns out that tom is also making percival a deputy um alongside kevin so mm-hmm. now he's going to be essentially like law enforcement sorry like- i still don't understand i don't know I'm, i know this is random but like i still don't understand how why kevin's taking care of the baby because like he's just as busy as everyone else yeah i mean that's the thing that annoys me about his whole storyline i'm like you needed a baby and then you needed to become a deputy to like become like, relevant like what were you doing like you just- want to be on broadway so why are you a deputy right now like go live your dreams yeah i mean that's the thing they it was well the real reason is because to- uh fangs and tony asked him like can you please protect baby anthony wow no for sure but then wow, i'm like, like okay, but like she's still there and he's still getting he's the one getting attacked <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. Like, he's so useless. Like, where's your holster? Where's like, your he's like? He's in the hospital. Taser? He's supposed to be taking care of the baby. I know. He's so useless. So I can't. I can't even deal with Kevin and how both of them. Is both of the Keller men are like waste. waste. Like, get out, please. Just hot. Thank that's, God, that's Josie's thing. mom got out when she could. <laughs> exactly. She's on tour. She's like, bye. I yeah. Believe um. So anyway, so then it cuts to um. Archie, uh, and he he thinks he says something like, um, in his mind, this yeah. is the part that you were saying he was yeah. like, uh, he's like the super villain, and then Jughead hears him say think that, and he yeah. turns to him and he's like, 
we need to talk. Like, we like need yeah, to talk right he away. is. So then it cuts to Veronica talking to Alice about the casino again, like on the side. And Alice is like, honestly, your name is like tarnished this whole concept. Like, even if we were to get behind it, like I've talked to the members about it as well. Everyone kind of unanimously agrees that the lodge name like is too tarnished. Mm -hmm. So the only way that you're going to get support from us is if you take a backseat. And mm-hmm. Veronica's like up in arms about it. She's like, how dare you? Blah, blah. Like she makes it seem like how dare they like, you know, like make this statement about the large name. Like your dad fucked up the town. He like, literally is- had, had a Ponzi scheme. He literally oh. tried to blow up the town. He <laughs> literally stole money from people. Like, why are you so shocked? Like, wh- have you not I been watching your own show, Veronica? Yeah, exactly. Like go out, watch an episode and call back. But anyway, she's like still shocked and frustrated about her conclusion about it. But Alice I is pretty strong and yeah, she's adamant. I would have liked it more and just respected her way more if like Rana came out guns a blazing and said, This is how we're gonna get this shit done. I'm not even yeah. gonna go to ask permission because ultimately, like you should know at that point that like they're not gonna let you do this. Which is essentially what she does end up doing. Yeah, when she does like have that scene where she's like, yeah. honestly, we don't need the town's approval. We're just gonna do our thing. Yeah. So this is that scene. So Veronica t- is talking to Reggie and Geraldo at the casino, and she says, "Never mind. We're gonna take the low road." And I wrote down this note. I said, "I get freaking whiplash from her doing one <laughs> thing and then deciding to do the next thing, and like just and- you literally couldn't even go through one half episode." trying to be on the straight and narrow <laughs> so much for that poster of your dad went fucking bad yeah exactly so much for the fucking reminder now she's looking at Hiram every single day being like I'm gonna be just like you like, like manifesting <laughs> but also yeah. the fact that like Reggie last week or whenever it was he was like I'm so proud of you you did the right yeah. thing and like I never took you for that kind of girl meanwhile you're like pushing her to like do shady shit yeah I, I- I don't get them at all. Like I don't so understand the perspective and how they decided to go this way without with anyway. We're here. We're we're gonna just have to keep going with it, but it doesn't make sense that the fact that she keeps going back and forth and literally doesn't have enough patience to decide, but, you know what? Despite what yeah. Al says, despite all this thing, I'm just gonna still be the good person that I know I can be. Yeah. Like she's so easily swayed to the evil side which we already knew was going to happen to Veronica. So like your story six seasons later is not mind blowing to me. It's not like you're struggling with anything. You struggle for five fucking minutes in this episode. And we're like, no, I'm just going to be like, just like my dad. Yeah. Like what? Having said that, like maybe now we have turned that corner where like, we are going to see a very different Veronica. Like that's, she's like, fuck it now. She's like, I'm going to be evil. And I'm I'm interested to see like what that looks yeah. like that evil version of her not but, like, this middle ground of like flipping flopping like right but to what to what end you know like she still wants to stop Percival so she's still kind of like on the core force true, side at this true. point in time but like is the whole yeah. finale of this whole season gonna be you know they got rid of this one bad but her, the sacrifices. Veronica became the next big bad. In, also, in like, why do you like the way she's like hating on Percival like? As if he's the first person in the world to like hate a casino. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people like Alice, like she didn't like a casino. I mean, I think more than anything, he's just sus, right? Because that yeah, last footage sure. of him whispering in his ear, she's like, something's going yeah. on here. Yeah. Um, and so Geraldo says, you know, I looked him up and Percival doesn't have a paper trail. Like yeah, there's no like there's information nothing. about him whatsoever. It's as if he's a ghost. 
And I think that's probably more concerning when there's like literally no information. Like, yeah. He doesn't have a Facebook account. Doesn't have a Twitter. Yeah. Like, like where's his green card? Because that motherfucker has an accent. T. T. <laughs> ship it back. Deportation. <laughs> um, so. Uh, the, and I wrote down this, this point too. These are the moments that I wish Veronica talked to anybody. Like one person. Because what Archie and Jughead are learning about Percival could have connected right away and been like. Watch out for this mm. guy. He's shady AF. Like, you know that he's kind of shady, but we have even more information. You know what, though? I guess that's just the sort of consequences of the friend group just being apart now. Like, they, are, they aren't yeah. really the core four anymore. Like, th- this is what happens when you guys don't, like, meet up pops and, like, have your meetings. Because, yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, there is no communication on uh, from all sides. So, And I feel, but I feel like it's almost formulaic at this point where, like, they're all they always end up doing kind of their own thing and then coming together at yeah. the very end yeah. to solve it together. Yeah. I don't know if I'm down for that six seasons later. I want this to be resolved by next episode. I want them to talk to each other by next episode so they can mm. work together and try to attack, especially if he's considered this super villain that has super literally superpowers. It'd be interesting to see Veronica come into the fold right now. Like taken, she doesn't know he has superpowers. He does, she doesn't know Jughead. Betty or Archie have superpowers. Yeah, yeah. She's so separate. Well, Betty's been like MIA all episode too. I mean, she's not even here this episode. But yeah, yeah like I just feel like it's, I don't want to say it's a missed opportunity because I agree with you. I think that like having her sep- separate is going to add a little bit more to that believability if she does end up becoming really bad. Exactly. But yeah. I want to know what that means. Like what is going to happen to her that's going to make her be like, fuck everybody else. Well, I think it's I'm happening evil. now. But it's like, happening now. But it would be different if Archie wasn't checking in on her and seeing how she was doing. It would be different if Betty wasn't saying, like, you know, just a couple episodes, they were saying, sorry that you lost your dad. And now we're to assume that she's just going to go on this trajectory of, of all, evilness. Like, I don't know. First of all, I couldn't talk about this last week. The fact that nobody showed up to Hiram's funeral, it's True. not about Hiram. It's not about Hiram. I get it. Like, he tried to kill everyone. Her. It's supporting her. And the fact that nobody was there, like, I was upset. I was like, what the, f-? like, you come yeah, to support your friend. I understand you're dealing with, like, all your other shit, but, like, they're, like, you gotta show up for your friend. And I wish yeah. they made a bigger deal of it, because maybe to your point, that also could have connected to the fact that, like, she could have been, like, but her and been like, yo, my friend didn't even show up for me. Like, what yeah. am I doing all this for? I need to right. look out for me and Reggie. And maybe right. that could add to, like, her motivations of, like, just going off the deep end. But yeah, she didn't yeah. really like get that upset. She's like, oh, everyone was like busy. So like it was fine. Like she didn't really. And that's care. what I mean. I feel like if you want to take us to that point, like mm-hmm. make it a statement so we know to like clue in that she's starting to turn. Exactly. Exactly. She's starting to feel abandoned. She's starting and to that feel ignored. To me and would have been a huge like thing to that being like, wow, they didn't even come through for her. So yeah. yeah, go do your thing, Veronica. Like, go do your thing. Like even Archie turning to her and saying, like, actually, I really don't support your casino. Like she's gonna at this point in time what be feel betrayed like she anyway we'll see what how it all plays out but right now i don't know it how seems I like we have the, the our issue is with her storyline like it's yeah there's like every episode we like find huge holes and like ways to sort of we would want I, different different things yeah and it's not even just that it's just i feel like I hope that it does get better i just don't know what it's gonna look like how does that even look? i think she has the the most potential for Honestly, sure, I, agree. I think she has 100%. the most potential to like have a sick season. 
yeah but also the most potential to fail miserably like yeah it could go those two they ways. can they can turn this into something really really cool if yeah. they end up making her like the evil person but it needs to be it cannot be spoiler alert like a game of thrones situation where like you you go from here and then suddenly it's like evil like <laughs> no we don't we don't do that but here. they probably will because jaylag there's no time like they should have <laughs> they should have been building to that from before even like, like when they had the time jump even shown yeah, how selfish she is yeah. like even from the beginning and how she like disregards everybody else and their problems meanwhile We're only seeing her look like a bad friend we're not yeah. seeing her actually be like business savvy and be like, I don't really care about anyone else. And her saying it out loud, being like, honestly, Jughead is an idiot. Betty's not even my friend anymore. Fuck Archie. Like, totally I want her to like, like get to that yeah. point. Yeah. But she's not even there. She she's just like just removed. That's all. Like just yeah. situationally, she's removed. That's all it is right now. Anyways, moving on to the next scene. We finally get our girl, Betty Cooper, arriving back at the house. But she's in some distress. She's wearing this. She's wearing like sunglasses. It's like nighttime. She turns off all the lights and she explains to Archie. They have a cute little embrace moment. But she says, you know, I found out as I was like trying to like lose the TBK um, that these migraines are triggered by light and she still has these aura powers. The way she walked into that house, (laughs) she's like. Archie, I'm like, what's going on what with her? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, pitch black. I was like, oh my god. Like, I was like, are here? you like the daredevil now? Like, are you gonna be blind? Like, I didn't know what her situation. Yeah, was I didn't know how far it was gonna go. I mean, that could be the situation. Like, she can go as far. Like, if they're doing like deaf, blind. <sighs> yeah. Like, maybe what did there you is. Think I don't know. What did you think of that like whole thing with her being like the light is just stronger? Well, that's the thing. I feel like there might there must be something more to her situation that we might learn about soon. Um, hopefully, because they keep bringing it up. Like if it wasn't a situation or it wasn't a problem, then we wouldn't keep seeing it happening. It's almost like, like each one of them worse. has like a crypt, like a like a con to yeah, yeah, yeah. this ability. Like, Yes. We saw Archie's last week. We're seeing Betty's this week. We haven't really seen Jughead's just yet. Like, what are the implications of him hearing everyone's thoughts? I mean, outside of the fact that he literally is deaf, like he cannot hear oh, regular true. thoughts, right? So yeah. like he's 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 already he's already kind of he was the first one, I think. I guess to like really like shift into this power that is like not yeah, necessarily like, has a has a different experience, that's true. right? Yeah. Um anyway. Really quickly, Betty catches um, or Archie catches Betty up on Jughead having, you know, thought powers and Percival being the superhuman that has the power of persuasion. Now they can assume that that's the situation. So Betty's basically walking into like a freaking like superhero villain storyline. Can I ask you a question? He's like, cool. Do you think Percival and the TBK are connected in any way or will be connected in any way in the season? Mm, ooh, that's a really good question. I could see them teaming up at some point in time. I feel like he could use him as a distraction to get what he wants. Like Percival, like uses the TBK to be like, "Oh, you want Betty? She's in my way anyway. Like, go grab her. She's here." Like, I can see them working mm. together because two is always better than one villain. So, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. But that's a really good point. Do you think that that's going to be the case? Yeah, like I I don't know. Like I feel like there's a lot of different things they can do. Yeah. And I'm wondering if at some point, like, will will they sort of persuade 
Percival to help them with TBK. Like maybe because TBK, mm. uh, uh, Percival wants to make the town better, right? Like, right. And then there's like this like serial killer on the loose, like in Riverdale. Like, would yeah. his intentions be to get rid of that serial killer too? I would say so. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. That's a really yeah. good point. But also, like, what is what is Percival's real end game? Yeah, it totally. Can't just be like, I want this town to be perfect. Yeah. There needs to be something more to it, but maybe that's all it is. I and I know we've mentioned this before, and I really, really hope it's not going to be a situation like Buffy, where like Riverdale is like the Hellmouth, and like this yeah. guy's coming to like take over Riverdale because it's the Hellmouth. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be down for that. I don't know. He's don't know. like Lucifer, essentially. At this yeah. Point. Um. Yeah. So that scene happens. Everybody's caught up on what's going to happen. Then it, it, the final scene is Percival writing down some notes and he writes Jughead, mind reader, question mark. And I'm like, I thought you pretty much know that. See, he's yeah, he was questioning <laughs> like, it. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't know 100% like what his power is or maybe not the extent of it, but he knows that he was in his head. So he's like question mark. Yeah. And then it kind of zooms out to him and it zooms into this board that he's facing and it's like literally Everyone everybody needs to make like town. a board. Like everybody needs a mood board here. So we got the Archie, we got the Tony, we got the cat. Like we got everybody on this board. It's like, but the yeah, final what sh- is he doing? Like, why? Yeah, I don't know. He's probably just trying to like see who his opponents could be <gasps> to get what he wants. So, like, the final shot is him zooming in on Archie. The assumption is that he's going to go after next, Archie yeah. next. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm enjoying this storyline. Like, I have to say, like, we are very yeah. <laughs> tough critics, but this I am. I am enjoying it because ultimately, yeah. like, the end goal is like to protect the town, make the town better. You know, he's an, he's an intriguing about. villain right now. So yeah. I'm down. And it's interesting because I said a last uh, podcast as well with Macy. I said, you know, as much as I was very reluctant to have this like superhero storyline the last two episodes including this one i'm like into it i'm yeah. like okay yeah i can jump into this like you guys i i never thought that riverdale or any like i feel like when you go from a show like riverdale that was like so based in reality and shift it so so quickly yeah. into something not quickly but shift it six seasons later into superhero supernatural stuff it's that's very difficult to do but yeah. they do it in a way that is almost like intriguing enough for me to be like all right I'm down. I'll, I'll, I'll get on this boat. Let's, and let's go. Totally. And if you ask like Roberto, like I feel like he'll always say Riverdale always had like a sprinkle of, you know, like magic, supernatural mystery, magic supernatural. to it. There was always this like underlying current. So that that like had that. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Cheryl's storyline is like totally that. Like we get so much of that in her storyline. Yeah. Um, I really want to quickly mention last week. I think Macy mentioned it or maybe you mentioned it. The whole like like aunt um what's her name um abigail abigail Abigail, yeah she had a thing with antoinette yeah right back in the day yeah Yeah, so like we and we said this to her like that might bring back shoni because like she might want to like whatever try to like find something so i can see that happening that's kind of exciting that might be coming up around the corner like having this connection i'm down for For i'm ready for that um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of things. Like I'm excited for what's to come for sure. For sure. I'm excited to see what, what they're, how they're <laughs> going to end up this. And this, and this is the thing. This, these are the, these are the moments that we have to remember because by the time we get to the finale, it could be a completely different story. So like, I want them to like, keep writing yeah. the story in, a, in the way that it's supposed to be. Said. Before we end, I really want to mention one of our listeners, Mackenzie, like she's so good. Like she knows like so many things about the world. Uh-huh. She was messaging us and she was like, you guys have to like, 
like pick up all of these connections from Rivervale and Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. And off the, off the top of my head, like, I don't remember exactly. She like listed all of these things where like things are like connecting now. And I'm like, right. oh my God, I didn't know I had to like pay attention to like what happened there too. <laughs> like in Rivervale. Like, yeah. Too many I mean, things to think about. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that they keep happening, but I think we did talk about the fact that there are kind of that direct episode, consequences yeah. to like what's happened, happened in Rivervale happened still happens in Riverdale in its own way so you know I guess the big question mark at this point is like if Archie's gonna die like how is that gonna happen and like if Tony's gonna be dead or become this person how is that gonna happen like all these different characters and their fates and how their storylines kind of played out in Rivervale yeah we're to assume that something extreme is gonna happen to each of these characters and like what does that all mean you know what I mean like so, yeah, definitely looking back on Rivervale and seeing if there's any direct connections because we do know that so, there are some things that did happen. Really quick, part one part of her message because I found this part interesting. Uh, also, if Rivervale is really going to be the final battleground between good and evil, is anyone's soul safe? I think maybe Jughead says that, which uh-huh. parallels and thus began the battle for Riverdale's soul. Right, which is one of the last things yeah. that says. Yeah, yeah, but we will come true. to recognize that this battle that the writers keep referring to is a battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Okay, like Mackenzie, come on with the facts. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. You guys like are like the viewers pick up like so many more things. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's it's good. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot a of lot. Little cute little nuggets. I'm I'm, I'm loving. It. My final question to you is: What did you feel about? Barchi, this episode. I and liked I the mean, ships, like the whole ship world. How do you feel about that? Because really, world. they've been non-existent. Like, there's not too much focus on that. You know, for sure, for sure. And I think we talked about that too. Like, we do get a few nice little moments. I'm not gonna lie, I only miss Betty probably toward the end of the episode. Yeah, I almost forgot that she was in Same. the story because. I think it's just because they have such a big cast and there's yeah, so much there was happening too much all the going time. On. And really Betty like does everything. She yeah, always is literally, the one that like, solves things. Vacation. So the fact that she wasn't in this episode, I missed her up until the point that she shows up and I'm like, oh yeah, Betty's here. Like yeah. thank God they put her on the playbill. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I I wasn't mad at the fact that they didn't really focus in on Barshi this episode at all because she wasn't even here. Yeah. And then we got that little cute moment. A lot of people's yeah. moments was seeing them together. Obviously, a lot of our fans are Barshi fans as well. But, you know, seeing them kind of come together in that final moment. And that's all they really needed for us to be like, yay, they're back together. Like, I'm good with that. Yeah, we don't same. need it all the time. You know, same. and I feel like we've been getting that constantly. Yeah. So to see that kind of separation this episode, I was like, Okay, I'm into her taking some hiatuses, taking the backseat, like because yeah. she's so constantly at the forefront, and Barchi therefore is a part of the forefront as well. But not having her on 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 it was, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Would you and, think you agree? Yeah, I know, agree. And and also, I lo- I love the fact that Tabitha was able to have her own sort of moment too in this episode and be like, yeah, yeah I'll help you guys, I'll fund this, and I'll help you with this, and I'll do that. And I was like, I love. I love her sort of coming out of just being Jughead's girlfriend sitting at home, like with him yeah, having those conversations. She that's was true. able to have her own like mission. And I, and I did appreciate that too. Yeah. So I guess yeah. the only one that we're seeing still that are ship are like the veggie, like they're still kind of locked into each other, you know, like Veronica still does things with Reggie. Reggie's basically her lapdog. Yeah. Point, like, 
Yeah. He doesn't have his own storyline going. I on. would be really, really, really intrigued to see how their business relationship translates to a sexual and like romantic relationship. Like, I wonder if they'll touch on that and they'll say, like, they'll get to a point where like it's too businessy now. Like they've lost that sort of romantic connection. Spark. Yeah. You know, because like they were always working together and like he right. just whatever decisions were made and maybe he doesn't respect her anymore or vice versa. Like right. it'd be cool to sort of see see a shift in that dynamic and see how they can yeah. play with that. You know, especially with like this new guy. Like I'm down. Like he's Geraldo. Yeah. Let's do like, it. Yeah, for sure. So that there's a lot, of, yeah. a lot of cool things that they can play with. You know, yeah. whether or not they will, we obviously don't know that, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, you ready for our recap roundups? Here? Let's do it. Let's do it. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. My best moment was your best moment, so I'll let you, I'll let you take it away. So I have a couple, but the one that I was like blown away by, obviously, was Penelope's wire hanger moment, where she kind of goes crazy and kind of yells at Cheryl to clean the floor. Like, I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe they did this. Shout out to RAS and being such a fan of Mommy Dearest. Um, and then also Cheryl's return. I love that moment where like, yeah. we, like you know, we got to love- Her hair was love, like poofed out. Like Yeah, the poof out, the slow motion, her pose. Like, you know, we're always into Cheryl's right? return and her no. entrance. So I'm totally into that. Love, I, love it. Yeah, I agreed. More so for me, I think it was Napple. Like she really yeah, like stole the show it. for me. She stole the episode. I was like, this woman is insanely like such a good actress. Like, yeah. Seriously, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. So like, she needs to be nominated for an Emmy because like the way that the places that she went to play that crazy ass role, like yeah. no one, no one else can do that. So yeah, she did so well. She yeah. Did so well. WTF moment. WTF moment was definitely Betty showing up like in the last four minutes and being like, <laughs> Archie the lights. I'm like, what? I can't say. First of all, I forgot that she wasn't even an episode. And then I saw True. her and I'm like, wait, what's wrong with her? <laughs> I was just like really caught off guard. I was like, oh my God. And she's wearing like these like ginormous like bug eye Ginormous glasses. like sun blocking glasses. Yeah. And then the fact that she was like the more, br- the more like the aura is like brighter or like bigger, I guess it's like giving her headaches. At first yeah. I thought she was going to be like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> when she said the headache thing i was like oh she's like i'm nauseous i got a headache she's like, you know the headaches are what caused by and then she's like Pregnancy? waiting and she's like yeah i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that? um my wtf moment is when uh doc whacked kevin not that yeah. we all don't want to do that to his character at this point <laughs> <True>. in time <laughs> But I was just shocked because I was like, oh, they're just going to go and make this guy literally whack Kevin in the head. It's funny because, okay, cool. like, every time I feel like Kevin, something happens, I'm like, oh, my God, he's dead. He died. <laughs> he's dead. R.I.P. Goodbye. Where's the funeral? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, waiting. I'll come like, to the memorial. I'll come. I'll show up. I'll show up to your memorial. Just it's ended. so bad. But, like, literally, I'm like, oh, that hit was hard. He must be dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then he whacked him again. He's definitely dead. Oh. Like he, <laughs> he dead. But no, he was not. He was alive. Oh god. MVP. MVP is gonna go to Britta. Definitely. Yeah. Like we like, you know, she killed it. Like she's doing it all on this on on her own. Nana's like not yeah. helpful at all. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Britta. Yeah. Then I would have to say Benjamin Moore. Because yeah, shout, out Benjamin, shout out to Benjamin Moore. If we did not have the high quality paint, what would be we'd be doing right now? Like, also we are down for a spawn. By the way, Benjamin yes, Moore. Yes, like so my whole house is Benjamin Moore paint. So like, shout out <laughs> Benjamin Moore. <laughs> and then lastly, Geraldo, because yeah. he truly has been like 
picking up the pieces since he showed up last episode and like yeah he's done so much for her he doesn't even need to do any of this and like he doesn't have to do anything yeah first, he like, just kind of shows up cleans the body she's like yeah how will you do that he's like first i'm gonna go to the place and then put him in the car do this close the this. trunk take him this. there leave it like he's he like set his whole plan yeah yeah but then also the fact that like at the end he was like don't worry like i have hookups like i'll make you rich i was like I'll oh shit like he's he's gonna be a part of this empire now right or right. like helping her in some regard so he yeah. is gonna play a big part i feel like i think so too i uh, will see what happens and but i don't mind it mvp yeah he's, yeah he's a, he's a hottie for yeah sure. um yeah my mvp was brita for sure like i yeah. thought that she did, did the dang thing she literally pulled she did cheryl's soul out of a dreamscape like good for her do you do you think and i don't want to always say this but like they're is it because of their friendship that she's doing this? Is it because she loves Cheryl like in a romantic way? Do you think that could be something? Or is it just like, solely like friendship, like I got you girl kind of I think it's more than more of like a daughter mother relationship at this point, only because, and I was I actually talked about this last podcast as well. Like what is her reason to like, just like blindly follow Cheryl? Yeah. And even like when she finds out she's Abigail, she's like, okay, mom, like I'm coming. But I think that it really has to do with the fact that, like, her alternative is the fact that her parents literally kicked her out yeah, for being yeah. gay. So yeah, that's true. her yeah. solace in Cheryl and what she means to her is so much more than that. It's and almost she's like, like a... She's dedicated to her. Yeah. I, I love I love it. No, and, like, I don't want it to be a romantic thing because I want to be able to see relationships on screen that, like, are authentic in not yeah. just romance, but friendship, a sisterhood. Yeah, sure. Like, you saved me from this. You accepted me. And, like... I will always be there for you. Like it's a beautiful relationship, and and exactly. I hope they like explore that a bit more. And like Cheryl's, like thank you, girl. Like you legit saved my life. Like you did my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. LVP. Um, who is your LVP? Do I even have to say it? <laughs> Go for First it. of all, Tom Keller looks like a freaking like. He, he's so unkept and like he doesn't even look like the sheriff anymore yeah like, thank you sheriff he's like that. oh god like, <sighs> hi like, guys like, can't do anything yeah like, you legit can't do anything right you trusted this random ass person that came into town like nobody even questioned like who is this guy like hey yeah. can i see your like what's your connection to this town whatever nothing and then also his son like useless on useless <laughs> both of them double both of them like you generational became the, thing first of all i wanted to say this i didn't get to say this last week the nepotism of is that real. decision <laughs> is so real and disgusting <laughs> to the fact that you would hire your son who has no well he went yeah. to the army i guess right he went to the army right uh, he studied i don't think in the comments no, he, he went to the, the army, army oh okay. but this one he's just he was a part of the rotc yeah one. like how can you just make him deputy like doesn't yeah. he need to do something else to be deputy and also he just got like smacked in the face like five minutes <laughs> into being deputy like it's just a shit show on that on that family side like they yeah. can't do anything right so they they're my lvps right. <laughs> <laughs> case closed uh my lvp this episode is going to be veronica and i hope that that's not going to be the case for the rest of the why season, though but, like I just wasn't happy with the way that she flip-flopped this episode, yeah. honestly. Like, I think that, you know, I mean, it's not her fault necessarily, but, like, the way that they wrote her going from, like, I'm going to be legit, I'm going to be legit. Two seconds later, never mind, I'm not going to be legit at all. They're not giving her the story that she deserves, in my opinion, so it makes me not like her as a character. Yeah. Like, 
I understand what she's doing and like I'm totally down to kind of see her through whatever is going to happen next. But this episode, I was like, really, girl, you're just going to fucking just switch like five seconds later because you got defeated one yeah. time. And then she has the ego of like her lodge name being tarnished when she literally wanted to change her last name three fucking seasons ago to yeah. Luna. Like, don't even speak to me about the fact that you have to like carry so on the good, honorable name of Lodge. Yeah, like, yeah. Get out of here. Like you hate your 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 dad. You literally tried to kill him or you literally killed him. You so literally killed get him. Get over yourself. The, the best, best line. line. Best line goes to uh, her. <laughs> she said, if Riverdale doesn't want to bet on us, we have to lean into who we are and what we do best. As my mother would like to say, I am my father's daughter. Daddy Kins. Daddy Kins. I just thought it was like a sort of like an intriguing line because I'm like, okay, bitch, what are you going to do now? Like, like what's the show that's, that's, us That could be her turning point. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. No, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to her for sure, even though she's my own Um, My best line is Cheryl. And she says, to Penelope, you're in my mind, you psychotic bitch. You shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah. you know, we just get that iconic line from Cheryl. Yeah, always down yeah definitely. All right, okay. let's blast through our friggin' listener roundups because we have quite a few. We have quite a few, yes. Uh, at Shoney5 on it, just as WTF the promo. Yeah, she's like the promo is more important. Yeah. Uh best moment, Britta and Cheryl link up. LVP Penelope, I hate her and want her gone. MVP Britta filter. <laughs> Britta filter. <laughs> At Betty Andrews 910, best moment, Betty and Archie's reunion hug. WTF Ew. every scene with Penelope. MVP Archie, Tabitha, and Tony obsessed with this trio. I do like them all, all three yeah, of them together. Same, I'm like same. they're so cute. Like, imagine the, the love triangle between Tabitha, Tony, and Archie versus Betty and Veronica and Archie. Mm -hmm. Like, that'd be so cute. Anyways, um, Britta was also a badass this episode. LVP, Fangs, question mark. He didn't even really show up this episode, Yeah, right? like, yeah. Best line, uh, uh, Betty saying, God, it feels good to be home. And Archie saying, yeah, it hasn't been the same without you. Oh. oh, so cute. At Sky Goddess 23, best moment, Barchi hug, WJF moment, Doc hitting Kevin with a hammer, <laughs> MVP, Archie, Avi, LVP, Reggie, best Ooh. line, home was never the same without you, heart face, swirling, hearts emoji, so cute. I know we don't usually like double back, but I'd, I'd like to know like what your thoughts are of Reggie because you're such a, a, a fan of him. Um, like where, where do you think his character yeah, like, is going to go at this point I feel like he's just such a secondary role to Veronica There, yeah. I feel like there's not much to say about where I think he's going to go because I think where he's going to go is wherever she goes sort of like yeah. it's so tethered to are her are you okay now. with that I though? think I'm like, okay with it okay. I think in the beginning they were more fun because they were like in secret and like she and, was exploring yeah. with him and like it was just more fun and now it's become like a, again like a business relationship yeah you know so it's not as exciting i guess because it's not new anymore yeah exactly you know no, that's true that's a good very good point at barchi's origin says best moment barchi reunion hug saw betty and archie being honest and vulnerable Lots with each other which is rare in all the craziness of riverdale true wtf moment cheryl and jason's birthday <laughs> Uh, MVP, Archie, Tabitha, and Betty. Betty didn't do anything this episode, but all right. <laughs> LVP, Kevin, question mark. Um, best line. There is Archie no question Tony. mark on that one. Period. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, yeah, period. period. Exclamation mark. Yeah. 
best line Archie calling Jughead story trash. Yeah, that was like bad. Uh, CSIM Productions best moment the ending I think the plot with Mr. Pickens is really interesting and has a lot of potential it's cool to see a different villain other than Hiram 100% agreed with that very well said WTF Veronica deciding she's evil 12 hours after she wants to be good (laughs) like pick a side Uh, MVP the town council ex Alice I love how characters are are actually interacting and it's not everyone in their own stories 100% 100% agree. 100%. I love that. Yeah. I love the town council meetings. LVP, yeah. Kevin, because, like, what is he doing on the show at this point? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, and then, oh, final final yeah. one that I have here is at Barchi RVD, and they just gave a best moment Archie and Betty Hug at the end. Yeah. So many Barchi, like, it's like a little like cracker. I really feel like our Barchi, like the Barchi fans have kind of clustered. Someone called us the Barchi podcast. And like, guys, we love Barchi, but like we, we like all ships. Like we're we're down. We were were just open to change. Like we just wanted to change after three seasons. Like we were bored of Bughead. Like, you know, Um, quick ones on IG, um, HM Murph, Barchi's reunion hug, uh, Kat, Michael seeing a Fred Heads poster up in Archie's house. Um, LA play edits, Barchie hug at the end. Love Arch dot Betty, Betty and Archie hugging. Obviously, that was going to be that. Um, La, Liam Mew, MVP, Britta, LVP, Penelope, Lodge edits when Veronica said, as my mother would say, I have my father's daughter. I am my father's Royal Council member. I loved when Cheryl called her mom a bitch. Penelope sucks. <laughs> uh, there's a couple other ones, but they're kind of oh LVP. Yeah, there's so many good ones, guys. We should. I'm gonna try to share that post so you guys can see what everyone said. But so many good mm-hmm. ones. So happy you guys sent us your recap roundups. It's so much fun reading all of them every week. For sure. Um, sorry for the slight delay on this podcast. A couple of days late, but it's all good. better late than We're never. Here. Yep, yep. So at this time, I'd like to take the time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinding Squad. We have White, Nicole, Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Slay, and Kate, and our mommy and daddy rewinders, Betty, Becca, Betty Sarah, Becca Sarah, Tamala, Grace, and Cliff. Thank you guys. If you'd like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. Also, make sure you're checking out us, us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.